and welcome to another Halloween episode of Cathode Ray Mission. I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, in Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Getting spooky out in OKC. Hell yeah. Hanging out. It's uh, getting as spooky as it can be in the uh, 98-degree weather of Berkeley, California. Uh, Feels like October. Uh, with us this week, uh, reviewing Netflix's Hubie Halloween, the Sandler vehicle from 2020. Uh, with us today is uh, a friend of mine uh, who has been a podcast buddy with me for uh, since way back. Uh, he is uh, part of the Super Trash Brothers, uh, the online gaming collective, uh, and also the uh, co-host of Jesse and Wilder's Guide to Life. It is uh, one of my favorite people in the world, Jesse McGrath. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Will. Hey, Randy. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so as mentioned before, the movie that we're watching this week is Hubie Halloween, uh, a movie that you- Hubie Halloween. That, Jesse, you initially picked for us that I kind of rejected because I said we, had, we already had Halloween content. But I was like, maybe we don't have enough Halloween content. Then this movie appeared like a lightning rod. <laughs> yeah. The zeitgeist, et cetera, et cetera. And so I said, fuck People it. We're talking. Uh, we'll, we'll shift some stuff around um, and we'll, we'll make sure that Hubie Halloween gets slotted into our Halloween lineup. Yes. And Great. boy, and what thank a God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. You guys are welcome, by the way. Um, Guys, so, I want to say right now, up top, I loved this movie. It, I thought this, was, this movie rocked. I know, yes. I know that you're not going to agree with me, but I don't agree with I you. As, I don't have as much enthusiasm, Randy, as you do, um, and for reasons that I will explain in this episode. But, but uh, Jesse, why don't you give us a little info as to like where the hell this movie came from and how you became aware of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, so there, I love, well, uh, Randy and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but I love that Adam Sandler is just committed to getting checks at, for him and all of his friends. Um, and I don't necessarily love all of his movies. I, I don't, can't say that I've seen Grown Ups 2 or any of those, like any of the Grown Ups averse. And I've probably missed a couple of the Happy Madisons, but what really stuck out to me for this one is two things. One, I, th- I thought the trailer made this movie look great because the, the trailer really has a turn in the middle of it where you think like, oh, is this an actually scary? Are they going to make a horror film that's also a comedy? Um, and then the second thing is that uh, <laughs> that interview that went around after he didn't win for Uncut Gems. Uh, <laughs> and there was that interview of like, if I don't win, I'm going to make the worst fucking movie ever. And then this <laughs> was the thing that came after it. And I don't know if this is what he was referencing, but damn, I... I love that. I wasn't going to miss this. Yeah, I I have to agree. When I saw the trailer, um, I was kind of excited uh, for it because it had it looked very Halloweeny, um, and again, I thought it was going to be like a good uh, Halloween comedy, Halloween horror comedy, a real horror comedy, um, and the movie that I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be an updated, earnest, scared, stupid. Because I am a huge Ernest fan, and I think <laughs> Scared Stupid is a great Halloween movie uh, where there are uh, – a big thing for me is that, like, monsters are real. 
and the dumbest guy is the only one who knows about it. Uh, and uh, that movie just does that. It's like the the version of that storyline that I love. And I was really hopeful that this was going to be the same thing. And so I was kind of juiced about it. Um, so my opinion is that it doesn't lean into either of those things. It doesn't lean into any of the sincerity that like Ernest had. And it doesn't even lean into the, into the horror um, at all, which kind of pissed me off. <laughs> and because it's set in this like amazing world um, that I really like the aesthetic of this movie is perfect. It's absolutely perfect for a Halloween movie and for a PG-13 Halloween movie. Um, but like it just, it, like in an earnest movie where it's a dumb guy, there might be one prank that the entire town goes in on, um, you know, playing a prank against Ernest, and that's it for the entire movie. That's the one mean thing, the big mean thing. This movie, they are constantly throwing shit at Hubie. Yeah. And just I mean, that's fucking what it, mean it, to him. But that's what it's about, though, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's like sort of what drives the story to its conclusion is that the whole town is mean to him and the way Hubie reacts to the people who are mean to him his whole life. I mean, am I wrong? You're not wrong. I, I just, I think that that's the, it, it's not a, a non-committal. It didn't commit to anything uh, as much as it could have, you know? Well, I, I mean, feel, you okay, got, go you got Steve Buscemi in here who is kind of like a red herring. But Ernest Scared Stupid, you had Eartha Kitt, who kind of became an integral part of the hunt for these fucking trolls. Um, and this one, like, the Steve Buscemi remained a red herring for the entire movie. So no commitment to that. Um, it really, it, it, it just, there was a lot of setups that I felt like they had the opportunity to make this something, take this somewhere, and they just didn't. So... <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I, I think that there's like a lot of different set pieces. There's like the Tim Meadows, mm -hmm. that whole piece. There's the the Steve Buscemi piece. There's the Julie Bowen piece. There's his mom. Um, and it's almost like if you would have just taken one of those away and given that screen time to everything. Else. And I'm, I'm probably leaned more with Randy. I did actually not hate this movie and I thought it had some decent gags, but I agree that it felt like maybe maybe chop one of those things and give that time and effort to everything else. Like maybe we don't need Kevin James and that character or like anything about him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. get rid of some of that and, and divvy it out to the other pieces. I mean, cause you also, you, you mentioned all those things. You also have like the foster kids, the two sisters, and then the brother who's going off with the girl, the barista. Oh, I forgot and, about that. Uh, yeah. What other storylines do you have here? The Ray Liotta who is like grieving for his father. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Which is wonderful. Okay, I'm a, let me let me speak now. God damn it! All right, this movie is so much better than you're giving it credit. I didn't watch the trailer. Okay, I didn't expect it to be horror in any way. I'm glad it didn't really involve anything supernatural. I thought at the end there'd be a joke like Steve Buscemi's like actually a werewolf or whatever, and like that never happened. But like. <laughs> This movie felt to me like classics and like, and I noticed it's co-written by Tim Hurley, who wrote Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, Waterboy, 
And there's references to all these movies, like the the O'Doyle rules thing happened. And uh, Ben Stiller at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. that would be my biggest complaint three. is yeah. that they misuse him. They never bring him back. That character is so funny. But I was like super surprised at how good this movie was. And I laughed. I mean, just in terms of it being a comedy, I laughed out loud, I would say, 20 times watching this movie. And one of the biggest laughs is at the end, Ray Liotta's like, I'm not actually dyslexic. I'm just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. I like, I was like tears running down my face. Like yeah. I, that just caught me so off guard. Ray Liotta turns in like one of the funniest perform. Like, I mean, did anyone expect him to be that funny in this movie? I, mean, I thought. Here's the thing. I, I, I didn't care for this movie, but I didn't hate this movie. I mean, it's, I watched it twice. And, you know, second time I was like, okay, I could. Yeah, this is one of those, like, it comes on cable at Halloween. It is almost perfect for that. But other than that, it's it's a little bit, like, forgettable. It's like you're not going to seek this out necessarily, but you'll watch it if it's on. And um, I don't know. But, yeah, it does have a lot of, like, funny stuff. But it just, it again, it's just not taken as far as it needed to be. And I Where thought Where'd you want it to go? I don't know, just somewhere, like com- like committing to, to a full storyline and just kind of like great beginning, middle, and end for everything. Instead, everyone gets a little bit of screen time, but, you know, everything is, it is- by, like all the character development is very like set in place at the very beginning of the movie. Everyone already loves each other, just they haven't told each other versus, oh, you've really grown on me uh, by the end of the movie. Well, I mean, it's such like a crazy heightened reality. It's like Pee Wee or something, mm-hmm. you know, like especially like the new, the like the Netflix Pee Wee movie, which, man, we should do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, we should. Maybe. I love that. The newer one. But because um, like <laughs> when it shows the love interest, who I will say is um, I forgot her name. She's the same person who from Happy Gilmore. Okay. So yeah, Julie was, Bowen. Like, it's yeah. Julie Bowen. Thank you. Yeah. Which that was like fucking a treat. I just watched Happy Gilmore like a month or so ago, and that movie holds up pretty well, honestly. But uh, when she, it's revealed that she's like a waitress at the diner. It's just like that was a funny joke in and of itself, in my opinion. You know, yeah, like that is such a crazy, like such a weird, like unreality that the movie exists in. I mean, she's like a foster mother to three kids and single, and lives in a big house. But yeah. like, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the same neighborhood as all these other people. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. But she's she's like a struggling waitress and who has to work the late shift on Halloween. No breaks on Halloween. And she was on the phone with a credit card company. Yeah. But that was good. So I think that I think that the future of the Sandler verse should be only holiday movies. Because I think regardless, I think, I mean, regardless of you lean one way or the other, this is the best Sandler movie, I think, in what, the last, like, six years. I don't know what other, he was in that, like, spy movie with Jennifer well, yeah. Aniston. I think, like, classic Sandler or comedy Sandler, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's his best comedy movie since, like, fucking The Wedding Singer. I mean, <laughs> right. like, I'll be, that, that's okay. I was, I was talking about this movie. Compared to The Wedding Singer, where I think that is a movie where he commits to the to everything and he doesn't let all the little gags get in the way. There's enough of those little gags. There's enough of those other storylines 
to make it funny, but it really is committed to like one main storyline. And I mm-hmm. think that is saying we're doing it right. And I just think he kind of missed the mark on this one. But that being said, I, the second time I watched this, it was fine. Like it was not terrible. I, I wasn't like angry and like screaming and throwing shit <laughs> at Hubie on the screen like the, everyone else was. I was rolling with laughter, just having a grand old time. Yeah. But I don't know. My friend Sandman (laughs) return. Part of me almost. Classic form. This is is rated PG 13, and I almost think it should be a softer PG 13. And I think it would have been perfect. Um, I think they just swung a little too hard into like the hard PG 13. Hmm. Um, Make it more, a little bit more family family oriented, and it could have been a really great movie. Hmm. Randy, what was your biggest laugh? Was it the Ray Liotta? Uh, yeah, easily Ray Liotta. But then another huge laugh for me was Ray Liotta's dad's funeral, and he plays that prank on he like pushes his QB <laughs> into his dad's gray open grave, yeah. and his mom starts freaking out, and he's like, "Mom, come on, you know." It's just like <laughs> that shit. That extra beat of the joke, man, I just uh, thought that was so fucking funny. Well, Ray Liotta, like, his appearance in the movie, because he just kind of comes in at, like, the funeral, uh, at the deli, at the haunted house, and then at the end, right? But, yeah. like, at the haunted house, his costume is just wearing that clown wig, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think that something interesting about this movie is that it's funnier to describe the jokes in this movie than the jokes oh, actually oh, were. Yeah, a lot of people don't land. <laughs> I laughed, man. I mean, I'm alone. You know, I can I can laugh at almost anything. I think it's because I don't know. I I found stuff amusing, like Tim Meadows sucking on those rubber. Those that rubber was rubber good. No, that was good. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is, is funny thinking about it, but I watched it the second time. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. But like thinking about it and describing it, it's like it's incredibly funny. I'll, um, I'll tell you that uh, every one of his mom's shirts got me. Yeah. That gag didn't get old at all. No. I thought that was I so. Too. I wrote them all down. Uh, boner donor. <laughs> I shaved my balls for this. My favorite was if you can read this, you're in fart range. And it had like crosshairs. <laughs> yeah. uh, Muff's diving school. And then what was the last one? She had a jacket. What was the jacket one? Uh, with the two boxing gloves on the back. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't <laughs> I remember. remember. <laughs> but it was gr- all of those. I, that got me every time. Well, okay. So I here. Here's the thing. Um, there's a gag there that I think worked. Is the first shirt she's wearing is boner donor. <laughs> they make the boner donor the boner jokes there, and then they carry the the boner jokes through the rest of the movie. I'm like, there you go. That's perfect. That's a great gag uh, that they carry through. Uh, unlike some of the storylines, they don't care. <laughs> goddamn movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Carry a joke through, but um, yeah, but whatever. I actually thought the Steve Buscemi and Rob Schneider. I thought it was okay. I thought it was Rob Schneider's best work in like oh. literally like twenty four, like since whenever Knockoff was made or yeah. whatever. The Jean Claude Van. Like I hate Rob Schneider typically, but he was good in this. Like he did not annoy me. He made me laugh. Like him and Steve Buscemi were very funny together, in my opinion. I would honestly like see the Happy Madison spinoff movie or just be happy that they show up in another happy Madison movie as like, you know, cause we had the return of, like we said, Adam Sandler, we had O'Doyle come back. I don't know if they've been in any other happy Madison movies. Um, but that was fun to have yeah. O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Uh, 
back in there. So, um, I don't know, like I'm, I'm kind of probably an outlier where I'm not, uh, the hugest, like happy Gilmore fan. I do like Billy Madison though. Um, and then, and then for the rest of like Sandler's career, I've really like not cared. I've not cared about Waterboy or Little Nicky or, or anything else. Little Nicky's the the part, the point where I was just like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. I think he lost a lot of fans with that movie. And then I remember watching Anger Management and being like, I'm pretty much done forever watching this. Yeah. I I think Big Daddy was his last. Big Daddy. I I liked Big Daddy. I thought, uh, what's his name? John Turturro or John, what's, what's the butlers? The very sneaky. Probably John Turturro. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't, I haven't seen it in a long time either. Yeah. That one is. I liked it at the time. I don't know if I, I don't know if it would like hold up on a rewatch though. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's. I remember kind of being like, this movie sucks, but it has funny Joe. I just hated that it was like kind of about him being just a dude who's like raising a kid or whatever. Yeah. Fuck this. Because like with him, you want it to be like what makes the the early ones really work, in my opinion, is like, yeah, heightening the reality or making it the characters all just super outrageous. Like Billy Madison is like a rich boy going through school every two weeks, every grade. Happy Gilmore and then uh, Waterboy, Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, he's more normal, but it's the 80s, so I don't know, you know. Anyway, Little Nicky was just too far, and that movie sucks. And Yeah. I didn't see any of the, like, the one fifty first dates or any of that. I didn't. And it was like Wedding Singer, I'm like, man, like, Adam Sandler proves in that movie that he can kind of be this romantic lead. Um even in this kind of like wacky ad, it was it. That movie is still to me an Adam Sandler comedy. It has all the hallmarks of an Adam Sandler comedy, but he is playing a romantic, a charming romantic lead, and he does it really well. Um, and then you know, I don't know. He saw he did that Punch Drunk Love movie, which I like, and I like how he kind of uh, was able to channel that. You know, you know that point in an Adam Sandler movie where he does the the screamy voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does that he, or he kind of like gets on the edge of that and he kind of pops that out a few times and punch drunk love and it works beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, uncut gems comes along where it's just like, I can't imagine anyone but Adam Sandler in that role. Um, so he has these kind of prestige movies he does. And then occasionally you'll see that a little bit in one of these movies. And I saw a little bit of that sincerity in Hubie Halloween too, um, it just, it didn't have enough of it. And I wished I, if they had leaned a little bit harder into that again, made it a soft PG 13, I think it would have been a really, a, like an amazing movie. What would you have taken out that would have made it better or made it softer? Um, like a lot of like that scene where Rob Schneider is like just pissing outside the the thing. No it's way. Funny. That shit was funny. It's funny. <laughs> you had that punchline at the end where he's like, just pissing. It's you know, funny. Pissing yeah, in I yards. Know, it's just pissing, like, it's like, <laughs> I did think the gag was funny. It's just like in context and of, of the entire movie. I was like, man, if they just kind of like made that a little bit softer and then, yeah, cut one of the storylines out. Softer for who though? For you? For, I mean, for, like for more kid friendly. I don't know. It's just like, that's, that's the direction like, it kind of, felt like it needed to tug just a little still pg-13 still pg-13 just like lightened up just a touch i didn't need the bully 
You could toss that bully character out. Yeah. I, which one? The the like bully that like works with him in the deli oh, and like, yeah, plays yeah. pranks on him. That He's was like revealed a, to be a high school student. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I was like, uh, <laughs> what? Um yeah, that was a character where I think like came off as a little bit too mean. You know, like it it's it feels different when it's a bunch of kids. I, this is a horrible mentality, but when it's a bunch of kids chasing him, throwing stuff, it's like, yeah, it's a mob of angry kids. But when it's one vindictive teen, it's like, you're almost an adult. You know better than this. Yeah. This is upsetting to me. And it's not that funny. Like, give more give more screen time to Ray Liotta and get this bully out of this shit. I don't need this character. Yeah, and, and maybe, like, again, if they weren't as mean to Hubie and just kind of, like exhausted with him um that that i felt like you know the cop can still do the thing where he's making him a special agent or whatever just to get him off his back and they kind of leaned into that a little bit but there's also a, a a bit of like meanness to that cop you know he's a mean guy who gets his kind of come up and he has to admit to himself like why he's so mean at the end he's cops like, are mean and yeah. they need to do some reflection <laughs> you know i did they're scary bad people I did, did love uh, Kevin James's wig. I, I thought that was yeah. I thought he was really funny looking in this movie. Yeah, and he was good. I actually usually don't like him, and I I liked him. Okay, may I do a little bit of defense for the characters and why they are so mean? To me, it was still all right. There's other Adam Sandler movies, and I think even like Wedding Singer. And into that realm where there's definitely shit that would, like, never be in movies now. Like, I'm sure there's, like, lots of transphobia, homophobia, certainly, racism, whatever, you know. Like, shit that, like, simple, like, there would be an uproar, you know, about today. I'm like, so, I felt like I kept waiting for this movie to be mean, and I thought the meanest part was, like, or just mean-spirited, the movie, you know, like... The whole, like, Tim Meadows can't turn his wife on part, I was just like, I could, we could drop this. Yeah. This running joke is not working for me. There's, like, a part where he's like, are you turned on now? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, and he, like, starts crying. And I was yeah. like, that's, that's old. That's that's mean, Sandler, you yeah. know. And yeah. But for the most part, the movie was, like, childishly mean. Like, out, everyone's, like, outrageously mean. Like, there's mm. this part where... Rayliot is hitting on this girl, and she's like, "Wait a minute, are you hitting on me?" And she's like roasting him and stuff, and he goes, "Well, since you rejected me, I'm going to take it out on Hubie Hell or whatever you know." Dubois, like <laughs> yeah, Hubie Dubois, <clears throat> and like so he angrily. It's just like he's so arch, yeah. And like, and then at the end, after Hubie has like heroically saved them in a great slow motion. I loved all the, I loved his thermos and all the things it could do. That that also made me laugh. That was a good gag. I like it. it I yeah, and it, it like, <laughs> and again taking that back to Ernest, like he does have all these like weird gadgets and stuff in his movies, which is something I always like. And it's, <sighs> I, I really, I, I don't know. Like the thermos almost seems like it didn't fit, but I'm like, I don't. It's like one of the best parts of this movie, so I don't, I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Um. But I don't know, like giving it, I know he made it in Boy Scouts, but like just more of it, I think. Just more of that fucking thermos. 
I, I loved it. And then there's that part where he's in the the corn maze and he's like, can you believe my thermos doesn't have a compass? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love this scene where he's in the diner and he orders three different types of soups and puts them all in and then like emulsifies them. <laughs> well, no, even at the very beginning, he catch like those kids are throwing eggs at him and he like, oh, this is OK. Yeah. Catches the egg. <laughs> Yeah, blends yeah, him up, gonna... and he says like Rocky Balboa style, drinks it, and then just like pukes everywhere <laughs> while he's riding his bike. And I'm just like, what? Like, okay, that was funny. And he's like, as he's leaving, you see in the background <laughs> this like stripe of vomit, yeah, on the street, and that's funny. But I'm like, you could have not done that and just had the egg thing be funny. I think uh, the roast out. Sorry, the, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that the egg joke is funnier without the barf. Yes. I think it's because then it also takes away some of the meanness. We're like, oh, he got these kids. You know, they're going to get yeah. him several times throughout the movie, but sometimes he wins. Uh, so, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Because he has like, he has the ability to kind of ride through the, all of this as people are throwing shit at him constantly and just. That's a funny gag. Too. That was sick. Yeah. That he was like a BMX Lord yeah. just doing fucking wheelies and shit. Yeah. Cause it happens every time he rides his bike and it happens like in the woods at yeah. one point. It's like, like bears it's are throwing shit at him and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I um, mean, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Randy. Oh, sorry. I was just, I was thankful speaking to the barf. And then there's the part where Steve Buscemi is like shitting in the basement because his character is a mental, a guy who's escaped from a mental hospital that believes he's a werewolf and he's just like a crazy man, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, I was thankful that it didn't have a lot of gross stuff beyond those two that like the pooping wasn't even that gross. It was funny, yeah. you know? I mean, the, the puking, yeah, you're right. It would have been way funnier if he would have just drank the eggs like Rocky and continued to ride. Like, doesn't need to puke, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I hate gross-out shit. You know what movie is super gross, though, Will? And, I mean, I like it, too, but Ernest Scared Stupid is a fucking disgusting <laughs> movie. I, like, but it's like you get a lot of close-ups of that fucking, fucking wretch, that, that troll, and he's that... And this is a term I just learned, but wet puppets. Um, There's so many good Ew. wet puppets in that movie. Oh my Ew. god! And it's like it's it, it's an ultimate wet puppet movie. Like Ghoulies yeah. is another wet puppet movie. Yeah, so, it is an ultimate wet puppet movie. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think Legend is Legend is a good wet puppet. That's a super wet puppet. That's maybe the wettest puppet. But you. Um, I like Ernest Scared Stupid. It's not my favorite Ernest movie. I, I mean, I do think Hubie Halloween is probably a better movie than Ernest Scared Stupid. I don't know about that. I think <laughs> I got to see Ernest Scared Stupid again, but uh, that's saying Sandler is better than Jim Barney. That's uh, I don't it's know. Not, I'm not necessarily saying that Sandler is better than Jim Varney. But I am just saying, I think the movie, like, Hubie Halloween was way funnier to me really? than Ernest Scared Stupid. Although Ernest Scared Stupid has many funny jokes in it, but it's just like, it's got some other things that are not 
very good, you know. It has yeah. a lot of child acting in it and stuff Oof. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is very for kids. Yeah, it's like I mean, a little I, too much for kids. Maybe. See, that's kind of where I think you should draw the because, like, Monster Squad is another movie that I really love. There's a PG thirteen kid centric mm. movie with this, and then yes. um, they attach themselves to some weirdo adult at some point. And I was hoping that like Hubie was going to be the weirdo adult for this like bigger horror thing. And so there's another movie I found on Netflix that's also come out this year that I really want to see because I think it is going to be that movie that I want, wanted Hubie Halloween to be. And it's called vampires versus the Bronx. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just kids on bikes in the Bronx fighting vampires. And, um, I'm going to watch that one in hopes that like it is what I wanted Hubie Halloween to be. But, well, I mean, do you like the? Have you seen the Lost Boys? I've seen the Lost Boys, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, that's that's that movie, you know. It, it and it's rated R, but like it's a very light R. Yeah, but it's still it is still an R, and it's still played up as like a horror drama and stuff. And like I, I'm talking about like a PG-13 movie that is really geared towards kids. It is so a little bit. A little bit harder than and just trusting the kids enough to like like Stranger Things or something does, you know. It is made for a younger audience, and a younger audience can enjoy it because it has a cast of younger characters. Um, it is somewhat scary because there is a real horror element there, uh, but it doesn't go like ridiculously far, you know. Mm. And it's just it's more fun than it is scary, but it is it has enough horror elements to kind of be a Halloween movie. See, I feel I feel almost opposite of you, Will, in that I think that I would love if this went harder on horror a little bit. And I mean, I think I, I think it could do that if it was a real monster instead of like his, or if it was his mom and another, or if like the people were actually getting murdered or something. Like, right? I think. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I I think that's sort of what I wanted is for it to be like a goofy Sandler movie like to me change nothing leave the barf leave the dumb shit joke leave all the piss but then make a person actually get killed yes and like and not you know this is not me being like oh I want some gore in my Sandler films but I think like then I would have been like you know even if this is a miss I appreciate that it did something that I was completely not expecting it, it would show at least that commitment to something Right. To at least one storyline in that or and it one feels, kind of theme in that. Right. And it feels like Tim Meadows is, or Ray, and or Ray Liotta are both designed to be killed off in a horror movie. Absolutely. And those, yeah. those characters are like, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, so they're both going to die then. <laughs> I love that they didn't, though. I mean, it's a sweet, gentle movie. It has, it's like a little bit raunchy, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Will, I just, just, I disagree with you so much here because I feel like <laughs> this movie... Was it maybe even made for me more than it was made for a kid? That, that you might know? be. I mean, I mean, or somebody like me. You know, I, I don't know, man. I just thought it was great, and ultimately, it it is the same as Ernest, where the main character just being so compassionate and turning the other cheek yeah. constantly and showing love conquers and wins. You know, and. uh I don't know. It's like it is kind of it is kind of his Ernest scared stupid. It is, and I think that Sandler, <laughs> like, I think Sandler knows that in this movie, and I think that's what he's trying to do. It's just 
for for whatever reason. And again, you have to realize that I came into this movie wanting to like it, like, like yeah. not really like seeing the trailer and be like, oh, this is going to be like Ernest Scared Stupid. This is going to be great. And then just being, you know, being open to it, but just kind of being let down by it. Mm-hmm. And I and I will say that like I will probably watch this movie again at some point and yeah. again not hate it. So it does have that to it because there's a lot of great stuff in it. There's like great scenes of Halloween. There's a lot of cool costumes and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. George Wallace looks fantastic as the mayor in that strike. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, that was great. Um, we didn't even talk about George Wallace. He was awesome as mayor. I forgot about that. Um, a lot of the gags, you know, the one-off gags, you know. They do land and they are funny and there are some funny moments in this movie. So it's not a total waste of a movie. There is good stuff in it. It's just, I think it's a little kind of like, yeah, you know, if it's on, watch it. But, you know, it's not necessarily going to be my favorite movie and it's not going to be like a Halloween movie that I recommend, Um, Mm. you know, so... I Almost to speak to Will's point, because I feel like it feels like Randy versus the world right now... uh, (laughs) I, I think that this movie was so much better than I thought it was going to be that it was almost a disappointment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it was like, it was like, oh, this was so close for me. Like me personally, yes. I thought like, wow, this is much better than I expected it to be and therefore a disappointment. If it had been just a shitty Sandler movie, I would have been like, yeah, a shitty, another shitty Sandler movie. Put it mm-hmm. in the books. This was like, oh, you almost, for me, you almost had it. It was right. like 80% there. You change one or two little things. You cut a couple of stuff. And like all of a sudden, like this is a this is a go-to Halloween movie for me versus just like, like Will said, something I might watch again. I might put it on in the background if I'm like doing shit around the house in October. But uh, otherwise, it's just kind of forgettable. Yeah, I, I think that's my frustration mostly is that, again, I wanted to like this movie. I wanted it to be a, a good, fun movie. And if I was let down by it completely... Um, yeah, I, I would have just taken that and be like, boy, that was a really shitty movie. Uh, now I can forget about it, but it was good. It was good to a certain point and it had the ability to be better and it just didn't go there. And I just felt, I watching it, I was like, and 30 minutes in, I was like, whoa, is this movie good? And like an hour and I was like, does this take a huge dive? And I, also, it's weird. It was like, it's in an hour 46 minutes. It hits credits at 90. It's like just a 90-minute movie. Yeah. And the credits are like 17 minutes for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, um, no, but Randy, like, I see all of your points in this. Yeah. And I'm not, like, oh. saying that you're wrong at all. And I'm just, like, the, the things that you liked, it just didn't really I know. gel for me. I just meant, when I was watching it, I was just thinking, this... It felt kind of like, it reminded me of like Never Say Never Again or fucking like Halloween H2O or Halloween 18. Where it's like they came back against all odds, <laughs> somehow made a movie I liked that could stand along the good ones. Mm-hmm. Like I just keep, I think about movies sometimes in terms of like box sets and stuff. And I feel like this totally would be the fifth disc of uh, mm-hmm. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Wedding Singer, Waterboy, Hubie Halloween, five disc set. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a yeah. great way to look at it. Like the idea that it, as far as like the, the canon of Sandler films, mm-hmm. it is like probably not top tier, but far, far, far from the bottom. Absolutely. It's like right yeah. below sort of those elite 
Yeah, and Sandler. it kind of it replaces Little Nicky as his horror adjacent. It, he made a that good is true. Horror yeah. Adjacent. yeah, I would I would much rather watch this than Little Nicky. Oh my um, god! So, uh, so kind of kind of speaking on that box set thing, uh, both of you, it's you're picking up a DVD. It's a, a Halloween double feature, Hubie Halloween. What is the other movie? It could be Ernest Scared Stupid. Could it be Ernest Scared Stupid? It might as well. If it's something more recent, what would it be? If it's something more era I liked uh, Little Evil, which is also a movie that got released to Netflix. Oh, is that uh, the one with, uh, uh, what's her name, Lupita? Lupita. I don't know it's her got Adam Scott in it. Oh, I don't know. It's not the zombie flick. Yeah. No, because oh, I know no. what you're talking about, Will. No, yeah. no, no, no. Little Evil's like it's like a parody of The Omen, basically, where Adam Scott marries in to this family, and his son is like the Omen style Antichrist. Mm. I do and know what you're talking about. The same guy I who made seen it, Tucker it... and Dale versus Evil. Okay, it's just like a it's just like a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not like a five star banger or anything, but it's like a good fun movie. That's probably okay for like a, whoever's old enough yeah. to watch Hubie Halloween, you know, it's light and fun in that way. Cool. I don't, I, I mean, for me, I think it, uh, I feel like you're, <laughs> if this is, if this is like, I'm buying this, like I, I find this in like a, like a bargain yeah. bin. Yeah. I, I think I don't think it's another Halloween movie. I think it's this and Eight Crazy Nights. I think we're just gonna go the <laughs> the, the Sandman Ooh. holiday double feature. Oh man, yeah. That's that's a turd. Carry <laughs> carry you right from fall into the winter. Um Okay, yeah. okay. In that regard, do you think this would have been a better uh better if it was animated like Eight Crazy Nights? No. No, no. no I way. think the I think a lot of the gags, I think like the bike gag comes to mind. I think like the Steve Buscemi thing. I think it's a lot funnier that it's real life. I think that if you had an animated like Buscemi gluing hair onto his forearm, it's much yeah. less funny than a, a human man doing it. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, what I've been wondering is like, and this is not necessarily what I want to see, but is Sandler's recent stuff because he wants to get all of his buds in there and because he wants to ha- like orchestrate this, like there's going to be 75 cameos. It's going to be all my friends. It's everyone you expect to see. Is there a reason that he's not doing like a series? I feel like Netflix would say you have 10 episodes because Hubie, I don't think would be better as a series, but then you at least get, you can get a whole episode dedicated to George Wallace as the mayor. Yeah. I, I would, I would enjoy that or I don't know. I mean, I could see a world where we get a Hubie movie every year. Like. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Hubie Christmas. Hubie Christmas. Hubie Valentine's Day. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, like a TV special or something. Yeah. Um, But maybe we'll get. But see, okay, here's the thing. I don't know. That's Sandler's way, you know. Waterboy doesn't have a sequel. Yeah. That was a huge hit. Yeah. I, I think he would rather just do another movie. And here's another. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Grown Ups got part two. That's true. Um, but I think a big thing is that, like, with a lot of these movies, and since Sandler can kind of get just anything made, um, that's just part of who he is. Somehow he got into this, like, he made enough money so that anything that he wants to be in, he can just be in. Right. And so 
a lot of times it's just like him and his buddies, like you want a paycheck? You want also a, uh, I don't know, a vacation to some tropical island? Hey, let's go let's write a script and make a movie uh, so that a studio will pay us to, to take a fun vacation. Right. Um, I think he's kind of at that point, but I don't know if he's going to get tired of that and say, like, I really want to make something good and kind of like, especially after Uncut Gems and as much attention as he got again in that movie and just kind of like shit on, um, just kind of proving himself and saying, okay, I'm going to do it by myself yeah. and, and make something like really like a drama that's like worth seeing. I think this is what he's best at though. This made me smile and feel so good. And I laughed a lot watching this movie, you know, like this, I mean, he's good in uncut gems, but I mean, that's not, that's not what I like from him. I've never seen men, women, and people or whatever the hell that movie is. I don't even know what that one is. (laughs) Like the Jason Reitman movie with him in it. But, um, okay. So another couple of, uh, you know, we mentioned a lot of, uh, storylines in here too. I wanted to mention, uh, one that worked and one that did not work. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. As and Betsy Sodaro. <laughs> and so he's like, so there's this um, kind of uh, this narrator that's on the radio that kind of announces stuff that's going on in Salem. And it's a woman, but, or a woman's voice. And it turns out to be Shaquille O'Neal. And that's Shaquille O'Neal's radio voice. Um, whatever. He has, he has a partner who has a deep man's voice. That's the gag. Um, the characters that I really wanted to see more of, and it's another set of people that I would definitely want to see a spinoff from, is the farmer couple um, who lost the pig. Uh, yeah. I, God, yeah. It is that kind of stupid, dumb, hayseed uh, humor that I am just a sucker for, and I think those two actors pulled it off perfectly. Mm. Um, and I absolutely want to see them in more stuff. Uh, play, playing those stupid uh, farmer characters because I thought they were so funny. Um, that is the <laughs> no, dumb shit that I was like, it, yeah, yeah, okay, that was... That was <laughs> and I love the, the tie-up at the end where it's like, I, I killed the pig, yeah. you know? It's like I got a little hungry. It's like, we should we should go lock these guys up, you know? It's like, kind of realizes like, oh, yeah, you guys are just kind of hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> we're cops. Um, because they felt more, they felt very much like two earnest, earnest characters, like side mm-hmm. characters yeah. to me. And I was like, God, I, I, mm. I kept forgetting about them. And then they show up. I'm like, oh yeah. Why aren't they like in the entire movie? Um, <laughs> I yeah. love them so much. But, um, yeah. Okay. I think this is a good time to take a break and then we're going to come back with our big roundup. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. All right, we are back, and now it is time for the big roundup. This is where we give some uh, ratings and, and recommendations based on our movie this week, Hubie, Hubie, Hubie Halloween. Uh, so, Jesse, uh, this movie on a one to five star scale, and you could do half stars as well, what rating would you give this movie? I'm, I'm going to go three and a half. You go three and a half? Yeah, I think like to the point I made earlier, just I think that it was like good enough for me to be disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. And that is some backhanded praise, I know, but it's real. Like I, I hmm. enjoyed it enough to want it to be better. So three and a half. Three and a half. OK, Randy, what did you give Hubie Halloween? Um, Not much higher than that. I'm going to give it four. OK, because I, I was so pleasantly surprised by this. And like I said, I mean, the part. When Ray Liotta, it's like, I mean, that joke was just like, I'm not really dyslexic, I'm just stupid. (laughs) And then he's like, you're probably surprised by that. And everyone's like, no, I don't know. It's just like, it's very funny. Rob Schneider doing some of his best. I mean, Tim Meadows, it's good to see him just be in a movie because he's funny as hell. Like his entrance scene when he's wearing that crazy wig and stealing candy and stuff. Or he comes out to, like, scold QB for being a scold, but then he, like, steals a bunch of candy as he walks. I don't know, like... That stupid wig he's wearing. I loved it. I mean, I'll probably watch it again. Probably not, like, today or anything. But, you know, at some point, I'm going to rewatch Hubie Halloween. Four stars. Uh, I I am, you know, um, listeners to this show will know that a a three-and-a-half-star rating for me is a, is a pretty, pretty good movie. So I am definitely not going to give that, uh, that rating to this movie. I'm going to put it on a lower tier. I'm going to give this movie two and a half stars for achieving a little bit. And again, my, my, my baseline is super Mario brothers, the movie, a movie that I like gets two and a half stars. Um, but it's just like this movie, it had enough, and it has enough to keep me like watching it again, uh, probably at some point. Um, it is not a bad movie by any stretch, and there is a there are some genuinely funny parts. So it does work on a certain level. It just did not. Um, I don't know. It just did not go the extra mile, and just commit to being one thing that I thought it was going to be. Mm. So 
It gets docked a little bit, but two and a half. This movie is for somebody, apparently, uh, since Randy liked it. <laughs> so I, I would. Hell yeah, I do. I, I would, I would say just like watch it and be your own judge on this one because some people are going to like it, some people aren't. Um, Absolutely. But you might find something that you really like on this one. So two and a half stars. I think that applies to all movies. Sure. You know, yeah. be your own judge. <laughs> Would, that is a major theme of this show is like be your own judge on a lot of stuff. Like Indeed. Um, but no, there, there is stuff in this movie. I really wanted to like this movie a lot more. And I think it's just disappointing that I didn't. And that's, that's the biggest reason for my, for my rating. So, mm. But uh, recommendations. Uh, any movie that you would recommend? I know we've already mentioned a whole lot um, in this episode. But Jesse, do you have any recommendations based on this uh, movie? Yeah, I two come to mind, um, and they kind of go. I think that like both Will and I sort of came to the conclusion that we wanted it to go harder in one direction or the other. Um, it kind of played this middle line, so I, I think two movies I have go in either direction. Um, one is Anna and the Apocalypse, which is actually a Christmas horror movie, um, but it's I think that one's rated R. Uh, it's not like the best movie, but it goes harder into the horror element while still remaining kind of fun, uh, certainly not nearly as family friendly, but, um, yeah, does that a little bit more. And it's like kind of fun to see the genre of horror and Christmas together. And then if you were looking for the other direction, um, more like Will's direction of making it more family friendly, I, I love the hell out of the, the new, uh, the Goosebumps movie, the 2015 with Jack Black. Yeah. Um, Good. I did too. It is good. Yeah, I, I wish there was more Jack Black in it. I think that he like there's like not enough scenes with him, um, and he kind of ste- steals the scenes he's in. But that to me is exactly what you're describing, Will. Of like, it's much. It has that same great Halloween feel in the town. Um, it feels spooky and it's very kid friendly while still being enjoyable for adults. Like, I don't think it's incredible by any means, but I think that's the gold standard for what this movie uh, could have been. What Hubie could have been. I, I am definitely going to check that out now. I am very interested in watching that. Um, cool. So cool. Randy, any recommendations uh, from you? Um, yeah, just checking out the the Prime Sandman movies, which like Waterboy, I say is good. I don't know. I have honestly have not seen that in like 20 years probably, you know, but um, I have watched Happy Gilmore recently, and I am happy to report that that movie is still very funny, and so maybe that one. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. A movie that I kept thinking about that I'd like to revisit, I liked a lot, I don't know, about 10 years ago, Club Dread. Oh, the, the, <laughs> oh, the Broken Lizard. Yeah, their follow-up yeah. to, to Super Troopers. Yeah. Yes, and it's like they're – it's. I just remember being, it came on TV or something. I was like, I'll watch like a minute of this. And I wasn't even super into Super Troopers or anything like, or any of their shit, you know. But it's like the opening is like a slasher movie. I mean, it's like a parody and Mm -hmm. stuff, but there's actually like, you know, blood and stuff. And I just remember being really intrigued by it. And I, I don't know, I got into that movie. I found it, I bought it for like, cheap and i watched it a whole bunch back then but i've not seen it in a long time yeah. so that's those broken lizard guys i mean i was fascinated with that stuff for a little bit and i've i'm not revisited it in quite a quite some time though that uh i've never seen it but that has the uh if i'm not mistaken the late great bill paxton in it right 
It does. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons why I think it, it maybe is good. There's like, there's some things I think about a lot from that movie that he says, cause he's like this Jimmy Buffett type <laughs> dude who owns a resort that's like based around him and his music. But he's like, there's this part where he's like in the kitchen and he's like, it's not what I wanted. And he like, throws it against the wall. He's like, you think Eddie Money has to deal with this kind of shit? (laughs) (laughs) I think about that all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. God, man, what I miss that guy so much, like his, um, he's one of the best ever, man. Yeah. He, he was just a silly dude. And, um, I don't know, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a Dr. Demento kid. And so, uh, he was, uh, working with Barnes and Barnes who did that Fish Heads song and in fact directed the video for Fish Heads and is in the video for Fish Heads. Um, mm. So it's just wild that, you know, kind of what weird comedy shit he came from and was able to make mm-hmm. it as big as he, uh, as he was and still being kind of a weirdo, you know, through his entire career. Um, Absolutely. Love that guy. Uh, recommendations from me. Um, I would say uh, I think Monster Squad has this aesthetic down uh, very much. I think it is more in the direction that I was hoping this movie was going to go. Um, You know, that is a good, I think, PG-13 horror comedy that is really geared towards kids and really kind of commits to uh, being something very fun and and a little bit goofy, uh, but also having some real stakes in it. Uh, which I was. Did you say you'd watched that recently? Though I haven't watched that recently, so maybe not. Um, I need to watch is, that again. Is it problematic now, dude? It's like extremely problematic. Ah, that sucks. Oh, no. I watched it. I watched it recently. It is. It has a lot of great moments in it, and I loved it too as a kid. But there, there's a lot of like homophobic slurs uh, like man. up top in the movie, and then this uh, there's like subplots that you probably don't remember that are not cool, like mm. about women and stuff like that involving yeah, children okay. too. And I don't know. It's, it's weird. Maybe not but then. Maybe that's, maybe it's says, been so long it that seen- <laughs> <laughs> It's got the will stamp of approval. Oh my God. What have I done to myself? Um, yeah, maybe I need to watch it again before I recommend it. But, um, I don't know, like, uh, that's one that just had just kind of the stakes in there that I remember um, mm-hmm. liking. And, again, Ernest Scared Stupid is really just, like, mm. the style of movie I thought this was going to be. And it gets very close. It's very close. It's just, um, I think they nailed it in that movie. Or maybe I just have a more nostalgic view of that movie. But, um but I, I would also I say fun. I would I like, also say like Killer Clowns from Outer Space also has this vibe too. Mm. Um, check that one out too. Mm. Uh, very cool. So I think that just about wraps up the show for this week. Uh, another Halloween episode. Uh, Jesse, where can people find you online? Uh, mostly, you can find me on Twitter at jmagriz. Um, you can, like Will said at the top, uh, listen to my podcast that I have with my good friend Wilder called Jesse and Wilder's Guide to Life. Um, and you can find me most afternoons uh, streaming some sort of video game or other bullshit uh, at twitch.tv slash super trash bros. We play video games uh, and assign drinking rules and it's a mostly good time. Yeah, so much fun. And I will say that the podcast that you're doing now, 
spun out of uh, Backward Star Galactica, which I was a huge fan of. That's where you watch the entire run of Battlestar Galactica, but in reverse order. Um, and, Jeez. and yeah, yeah uh, and what really made that fun is that you and Wilder are so fucking hilarious. I mistakenly on Twitter said that you're childhood friends, <laughs> not, realizing, <laughs> not realizing that you had met when you were 18 years old. Um, because you all really do have, it feels like you two have been friends forever. Um, and I think that's really, really a, a big selling point of why I love that, that, uh, podcast so much. So awesome. Thank you for uh, the praise. That's awesome. Yeah. Big recommendation from that. Uh, Randy, uh, what have you got going on in your life that you want to talk about? Um, not nothing really. <laughs> I'm Chet Pyle, Randy Rules. You can find it online. Beware policemen. Beware people with money. Yeah. And guns. Uh, this is this episode is still <laughs> coming out before the election, so vote. Uh, not, don't just vote, but vote Absolutely. vote correctly and for the right people. Um, <laughs> that's one thing that people don't say when they tell you to vote. Um, but yeah. Uh, vote for that dude from First Kid. <laughs> Brock, Brock, Brock Pierce. He's on our ballot. For real, he is. I know. Wait, what? Is he, is he running for, for president? Yes, oh, he is. Okay, I knew he was running for something. I wasn't sure if it was for president. Do you guys yeah, got, is, Dan, Ka- is Kanye on the, on the ballot in your, in Oklahoma? Yes, he, is. he also yeah. is. Yeah. I got, we got a crazy ballot. Yeah. I, I am uh, mailing mine in uh, today or tomorrow, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, again, vote for the correct people who, who like the, the good things, and you know who they are. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we'll we be back be again. We ambiguous about it. Don't vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't vote for Obvious, Donald Trump or any Republican. I mean, um, I hate Joe Biden too, but like, don't vote for Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And do vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, like, any Republican or any like super stupid conservative Democrat who um, maybe run, yeah. uh, tell them to fuck off as well. Um, because Indeed. they're not helping. Um, okay, so we'll be back next week. Uh, with another Halloween movie that we probably recorded two months ago. Uh, and uh, so until then, Randy, uh, I will talk to you later. Will, always a pleasure. Jesse, thank you. We'll see you again, I have a feeling. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll hear you again in a month or two, uh, Jesse. <laughs> talk to you later. Yeah.